Hey, we're back. Minnesota Vikings postgame report at Vikings.com. Your play-by-play guy, Paul Allen, with the analyst, Pete Bursich. Uh, at the end of the game, after a 3-0 Minnesota Vikings victory, I'm like, seven <laughs> out. We got our seventh victory, and we get out of town, the town being Las Vegas, with a, with a victory off the bye, guided by Nick Mullins, who replaced Josh Dobbs. A lot to talk about. What do you think? Oh, my God, a ton to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about the defense, Paul, and the fact that the Raiders didn't even have a field goal attempt today. They got in the red zone one time, and we turned them over. Mm. It was Josh Metellus causing a fumble mm-hmm. and uh, us coming back over, which, you know, again, we've lost two games by three points. Because of seven turnovers. Yep. We Last did not turn yeah, did not turn the football over today. Right. And, you know, for Nick Mullins, for him to come in and show some life, I mean, Josh Dobbs has done a, an amazing job that he got here. He he filled in under really bad circumstances, but this offense was just dead in the water. There was absolutely nothing working. No rhythm, no timing, no anything. Run game was okay for the you know, for the whole day. I mean the run game was all right, but for Mullins to get in and be able to at least execute some of the simple things that offensively Kevin O'Connell wants to do, um, that was huge. And for him to come and lead that lead that drive, ultimately got us the field goal. I mean that's that's another huge huge play. Mullins replaces Dobbs in the second half. Nick goes nine of 13, 83 yards. Josh finished uh, ten of 23, 63 yards. And um, Alexander Madison, too bad here. You know, I think it was an ankle uh, in the second half, and he left the game. It didn't look significant, uh, but he didn't come back. But, man, he was at six and a half yards a clip for 66 yards. T.J. Hawkinson, five catches, 53 yards. And um, with those catches, he passes Kyle Rudolph for the most single-season receptions by a tight end in Vikings history. Kyle did it in 2016. Greg Joseph missed his first field goal from 49, but he hit the right one, I guess, 36 yards uh, to to kick the game to 3-0. And then Ivan Pace Jr. picks off Aiden O'Connell, uh, rookie to rookie, and uh, that that won the game. So it uh, wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but nevertheless, the Vikings get a 3-0 victory. And uh, one of the yep. real underrated facets here was punter Ryan Wright. I mean, yeah. in, in a zero, the game was 0-0 for like four hours. And he had four punts land inside the 20, a week after Kevin O'Connell passive aggressively and kind of low key in some of his press conferences and interviews was like, we need to do a better job flipping the field. Yeah. You know, so he didn't call anybody out by name. He didn't like cite anything, but you could tell that with Wright, that's what he meant. And Ryan came through with four inside the 20. He did. And this is not a game that like, you know, you're, it was marred by turnovers, meaning, you know, we turned the ball over three times. They give it back to us three times. This was a game about field position, and when you start talking about field position, every single one of these punts is huge, and and they, the special teams unit did a, a really, really good job in making the Raiders, their average start, I mean, that's an interesting stat I'd want to look up, is the average starting point for the Las Vegas Raiders today because yeah. it had to have been around the, around the 25, 30-yard line mm-hmm. because they just, you know, they just never – they always had a long field, yeah, and they were never to be they were never able to be consistent enough to get all the way down the field and obviously get any points. Man. So we won a game. Special after teams the, is huge. After the sacks, coach, we won a game throwing for ninety nine yards. Yeah, a- I, after the five sacks, and Max Crosby had two. I'd like to see when the last time an NFL team won with under a hundred yards passing. Great point, right? I mean that does that that just doesn't happen very mm-hmm. often. But again, 
you know, you lose JJ. Yeah. You know, wow. you're losing JJ. You lose Brian O'Neill. Yep. I mean, you're already going you're in without Ed Ingram. Wow. Right. You've got. <laughs> there's a lot going on yeah, on that side of the football. And you lose. Yeah, you lose yeah. Madison throughout the course of the game. So there's a lot going on, on that side of the ball. You're right. Um, you know, we're going out next to, on a short week to play a tough Cincinnati team. Their defense is really good. So, yeah. but on a day where the Lions lose, on a day where the Rams lose. The Vikings somehow found a way to win a game, and that is that's huge. I don't care what it looks like and what you come away thinking. And uh, Kevin O'Connell, uh, who's coming up here shortly, uh, that is victory number twenty for KOC, and he's the um, uh, he's the fastest to get to twenty victories by a head coach in the history of Minnesota Vikings football, passing. Uh, Denny Green, God rest his soul, Pete Bursich's former head coach, who uh, it took him 32 games to get there, and uh, O'Connell did it in markedly fewer than that. Speaking of KOC, here he is in his press conference following a 3-0 Vikings victory. Uh, I want to hit you guys on just some of the injury updates. Um, it was a you know tough day from that standpoint. Um, Justin Jefferson uh, sustained uh, you know kind of a chest, internal chest. Uh, injury there. Uh, we wanted to rule out any potential complications from that. Um, so he did go to a, a local hospital and get evaluated and he has since returned and he will travel home with us. So, um, you know, feel feel pretty uh, encouraged about, uh, you know, the early news on Justin. Now we'll have to see on a short week um, how he's able to, uh, you know, turn over from this. But uh, Brian O'Neill uh, suffered an ankle sprain, left ankle sprain, uh, did not return. Alex Madison, a right ankle sprain, did not return, and then uh, Jalen Naylor uh, there late uh, looked to uh, you know sustain um, you know a, a concussion. At least he was put in the protocol, so we'll see how uh, he handles you know kind of the travel home and then uh, the short week, like I was talking about. Um, across the board, uh, just want to first and foremost talk about our defense and what they were able to do for our organization today. Um, they continue um, to. You know, individual players thriving in their roles, but it's the collective effort of uh, of those guys over there. We're playing a lot of guys, different personnel groupings. Flo and his staff continue, uh, you know, to do a great job, uh, not worrying at all about anything else than going out there and doing their job. And what that looks like, uh, you know, as we tried to overcome some, you know, health adversity on offense, and then just didn't have a very good day of execution, uh, either pitching and catching or sustaining uh, kind of drive. So. Um, you know, we really leaned on them, and I thought they were huge and just gave us a chance. Uh, we, we talked about it. We, we were going to win the turnover battle today. It was um, kind of a non-starter uh, for us and uh, maybe affected the way we did things at times. But um, to win the turnover battle just teaches you a lesson. Uh, it's not always going to be pretty. Uh, there's going to be some, a lot of things uh, that, are, you know, that are tough to deal with and execution that we've got to clean up. Um, and, and, and certainly we all can do better on offense, but you win the turnover battle and your defense plays the way they did, you've got a chance to win a football game uh, in, this, in this league. So, um, you know, addressing the quarterback position, uh, just wanted to, uh, you know, came in today with a plan uh, to try to do some things to, you know, run the football and, and have Josh be a part of that, whether it be zone read or, uh, you know, some design to what we wanted to get done. Um, and then try to incorporate some pass games things. Uh, we, you know, they got after us a little bit up front. A um, couple adjustments we didn't make, you know, when things were moving fast out there, gave them some easy sacks. Uh, but you got to give them credit. And, and you know, Crosby is, uh, even though he's dealing with some injury right now, he's a, a special, special player. So want to give him as much credit as possible. Makes it hard to call the game, you know, trying to find where he is and make sure you try to help 
any way, shape, or form, uh, but did decide um, there in the second half that uh, you know maybe Nick would provide us not only with a spark, but just knowing that we would probably have to have uh, three, two, or three or four third down conversions. Um, felt like you know my trust in Nick with his preparation, uh, he could be called upon. We got him some reps last week to make sure that he was ready to go. And he did exactly that, went in and made some critical, critical plays to move the chains and uh, ultimately get us in range for you know, the very limited amount of points that we got today offensively, but enough to win the football game. Kevin, how much did Justin's absence, or, oh, sorry. Uh, how much did Justin's absence early on just affect what you wanted to do offensively? Yeah, I mean, you put together a plan, uh, getting him back, and you're, you're trying to feature him as much as possible. And then, you know, a lot of there's a lot of football left where um, guys had had reps in certain spots, and now we're moving. Everybody's kind of shifting around, and, and you feel comfortable with their execution level. But uh, it's, it's going to kind of be a multi-guy move uh, type of process based upon personnel groupings. What are we in 11, 12, 21? Are we getting big in 13? Um, and it just it, it taxes everybody a little bit, but you know we that's that's our jobs, and the players understand that uh, we're one snap away from needing that to happen. Um, just thought overall, um, you know, if we make a couple tough plays, a couple contested catches there in the first half for Josh, uh, or you know a chance to uh, maybe put our hands and finish a couple more catches, maybe the day is a little bit different because you get a couple of those first half explosives that we're in dire need of. Um, but at the same time. Um, just thought, uh, you know, our execution across the board uh, just needs to be uh, one where we can count on the 10 other guys in the huddle to do their jobs, regardless of if there's guys going down, you lose your right tackle, uh, you're playing against a team with a premier, premier rusher, and they immediately want to line him up over there the rest of the day. Uh, and, and we've got to try to overcome to at least give uh, Josh or Nick, whoever's in the game, a chance. But um, I, I, I just think... Um, we're going to continue to press onward uh, the way our defense is playing, uh, get quality efforts in the kicking game, and find enough uh, offensively to, to remain competitive and grow with whatever group of guys we're going to be out there. The expectation is that we continue to improve, and it shows up next Saturday. Kevin, you mentioned the third downs. What made you feel like Nick was going to be a better option for you converting those late that you made the switch from him, from Josh to him there? Yeah, just uh, you know, kind of where we're at in the plan. Ben, some of the things we had called and attempted, looking at what kind of inventory-wise we had left, we kind of, you know, created some things, you know, you know based upon how they were playing today, um, and then understanding, you know, the sometimes the hardest part is trying to make sure, depending on what hash you're on, to try to give help in in spots you may need to, uh, especially when you know there was at a point in time we lost, a, you know, Dalton for a couple snaps or Bo for the game and. And then just, you know, also not wanting to lose TJ as a weapon when you lose Jets uh, when we did. So it's, it's a, it takes all 11. And as coaches, we found a way to make a couple plays to move the ball down into the scoring range. Would have loved to get seven. But at that point, when we finally did, it was kind of right in that mold of, you know, clock and potential risk of turnover, knowing that we've got a chance to take the lead in a 0-0 game. Kevin, just how much goes into a decision to make a quarterback change mid-game? Sure, it's not something you take lightly. So. No, and uh, you know, I, you know, I, I think uh, I credit Josh for his preparation. Um, I credit him for coming out and and giving our offense, you know, some chances in the first half. There's probably plenty of guys in there um, thinking back on a few plays that would tell you that they can make that play uh, when given the opportunity. Um, and then just as the game went on, um, just a couple plays here and there that probably Josh would love to have back. Uh, felt like you know they were, they were going to make it tough for him to try to really get up and out and 
uh, attack. He got us an early first down there with his legs, and then it kind of dried up from there. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, I, you know, I always want to, you know, communicate and be honest. And I just said at this point in time, um, I want to give Nick a chance uh, to get in there. Uh, Nick's got a great feel for our offense, and and uh, you know, when I was able to call it for him and and, and kind of communicate with him a little bit, uh, he went out there and, and and executed. So we'll take a look at it. Um, don't want to, you know, get into declaring anything for next week right now uh, with the type of injuries and the way it's been on offense this season. Uh, we're a week to week offense at this point. We're going to find out who we're going to have available, uh, figure out the best possible plan we can put together against a really good team at their place, and, and, and uh, we'll let you guys know as the week goes on. Kevin, with uh, Ivan Pace Jr., I guess, how have you seen him grow as a player since he took over the green dots since Jordan's been out? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, one of the things that jumps out at you is just the communication because I'm able to, you know, hear flow and the dialogue he has uh, with IP, and then I'm able to then watch IP's dialogue with the huddle uh, he's got great command, you know, as a, as a quarterback, you're always looking at offense, defense, who's ever running that huddle. What's that command look like? Uh, how is that information getting distributed around the huddle? And uh, ultimately, uh, he's answered the bell and, and, and filled in a huge role, especially in our defense, where there's so much personnel uh, variation. Uh, what are they in offensively, making sure we add the proper checks or uh, alerts that we put on things. Um, and those are, it's an ebbs and flow. It's moving throughout the game. And flow can sometimes decide to make tweaks and adjustments to try to stay out in front of things. And IP handles it really well. And then physically, I mean, he you know, played a fantastic football game today, 13 tackles, uh, you know, had the, uh, had the interception there at the end to, to really kind of seal it for us where the clock was at at that point. And, um, you know, just looking forward to what's out in front of IP because he's, uh, as an undrafted free agent, he's doing a heck of a job for our team right now. You talked um, a couple weeks ago just about mid-game, kind of trying to manage play calling and being aggressive and wanting to establish trust. How did that process with you and Josh today work, just given going through it? Yeah, we, you know, we uh, we took some chances to try to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, whether the, those plays kind of were ended up being with shots called and taken down the field or not. Um, thought there was, you know, early chance there to TJ down the left sideline. Uh, we had a high cross to KJ at one point. Um, thought there was a, uh, you know, another potential opportunity there, kind of on the third down with KJ. Uh, and we just, it, they can look like whatever we want them to look like on a chalkboard or when we install them. But it's about making it come to life, taking the proper footwork, having your feet and eyes in the right spots, and then being accurate with the football. And um, I think, uh, you know, across the board, we just, you know. Not only that at the quarterback position, but finishing plays. And, and guys knew the challenge was to make some of those plays for Josh, and they wanted to. Uh, maybe we're pressing a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, to come away with a win when we've, we've got a lot to work through offensively, uh, no question. Um, but to come away with our seventh win, get back above 500, and, and have a chance here down the stretch is all you can ask for. Kevin, what went into the decision to have Wes Phillips uh, coach today and, and come with the team after the news? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked about that. You know, you know when that information kind of uh, came in, uh, Wes immediately informed you know, the team and uh, and everybody that he's required to inform. Uh, I was incredibly disappointed. Uh, there's no question, uh, but we want to allow kind of the facts and 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 do our uh, due due diligence from that standpoint. The league is clearly involved as well. Uh, it's very important that as coaches we you know understand. Uh, kind of, we're we're setting the bar for for our organization and our play and for our players. And Wes knows he fell short of that. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I've, Wes is one of the closest coaches I've ever been around. Um, I care about him deeply. Um, and we're, as an organization, going to support him and, and know ultimately that uh, we know that Wes knows he made a mistake. And, and we're going to, you know, kind of handle that accordingly as we get more information and, uh, and ultimately work through it. But uh, I think it's a lesson for all of us, you know, no matter whatever you think and this, this amount or that amount. Um, you got to have a plan and, and make sure because, uh, you know, it was, a, it was something we were all very disappointed in. I, safe to say he'll continue to coach. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be something we'll continue to evaluate. But uh, you know, with it being late on Friday and kind of gathering more information on it, um, I made the decision. You know, after you know, really circling up with our leadership and and everybody that Wes would travel and, and ultimately coach today, and and we'll continue to kind of process the information as we move forward and um, and, and work through whatever discipline there may be at that point. With the considering what uh, all. Jefferson had to do to get back on the field. How disappointing was it to see him get hurt again? And on that play, did you think there should have been a flag for a defensive receiver? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that as far as whether there was a should have been a flag or not. That's really not my place. Um, but more importantly, about Justin, uh, incredibly, incredibly disappointed uh, for him. Just knowing how much it meant to him to get back out on the field, and you could see on the play. Uh, that it even happened on a uh, high throw over the middle and critical third down play. Uh, and he goes and makes the play. Um, that's Justin Jefferson right there. We had another, you know, able to hit him on a, you know, comeback route out on the sideline and timing rhythm. Bang. There he is right when Josh needed him. He was there versus a kind of an all out pressure type look. Um, Justin means the world to this team. And we're excited. The plan, um, you know, really, uh, he had a lot to do with it today. So when we uh, lost him earlier. We were kind of in adjustment mode from there. And, uh, you know, we were able to overcome it and get enough points to win, but certainly not enough to what I believe our standard should be on offense. But uh, we'll wrap our arms around Justin. Thankfully, uh, he was evaluated for, you know, for some things and he was able to make it back here and he'll travel home with us. Last couple. You know, Flo is capable of making those in game adjustments as you guys need it. How much of that, though, hinges on when you see a game going like this for your offense? switching over to that headset and saying, listen, I need you. It, does that change kind of his outlook on the game? Does he get a little bit more aggressive or maybe plays even more conservatively knowing that it can't give up points? No, I, I think there's no, whether it's a conservative or aggressive, I think it's, you know, what D&D &D are we in and uh, ultimately knowing that he wants to, you know, we're just running our scheme and we're, um, you know, making the adjustments throughout the game to adjust to kind of their game plan coming off the bye. They showed us a couple new things. I'm really on both sides of the ball. In the end, you know, my trust and flow, really our dialogue is more so, hey, here's my mentality uh, with where we're at in the sequence of this game. Um, here's what I'm thinking on, you know, maybe even why I make some decisions that I do offensively, knowing where they're at uh, from a standpoint of how they're getting stops. And then can we try to flip the field position that was tough for us for a chunk there? Um, can we try to use some earned first downs if we're not going to continue to progress and go score? limit the ability to possibly turn the football over in a game like that, and then see if we can win the field position statistic as the game kind of wore on there. Last one. Kevin, you mentioned getting Justin evaluated for a few things there. Did he have x-rays to rule out broken ribs at all? I don't, uh, I don't know all that. Uh, he definitely, I do know he received x-rays, and I'm not entirely sure that uh, it has anything to do with his ribs. I was just told kind of chess internal, uh, making, making darn sure that we had kind of ruled out anything serious. 
Um, and, and I thought Tyler and Uriah and the doctors did a great job doing what they should in the moment, which is making sure we avoid um, potentially some very serious things there. Um, and, and like I said, you know, as far as I'm concerned, what I've been told, uh, you know, we looked like we avoided any significant thing there. Now we'll see where he's at, uh, able to fly home with us, get him some treatment and see where he's at for his availability for next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Indeed, uh, you heard a lot of talk there about defense. I mean, you're, you played linebacker. Uh, you coached linebackers for the Minnesota Vikings. You get defense better than me and all of us listening. What what in a game like this against an inexperienced quarterback, but you still got Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs is good. What what did Flores do for the balance of the day to just flummox this Raiders offense? Well, I, our defensive line was able to really get on the Raiders' side of the line of scrimmage play after play after play. You have Brandon Jacobs, who's, who's a good running back, 110 yards and a touchdown against Kansas City. Today, I don't know what his final numbers were, but you but you slowed him down. You had tackles for losses. You made O'Connell throw the football quickly. And minus one play, one play, um, they you know they did to Renfro. They did an unbelievable job in just – Keeping the defense under their thumb, or keeping the offense, excuse me, under their thumb. Yeah. And, and what does it what does it mean, Paul? It means perfection. I mean, Byron Murphy had one play. You know, you kind of wish he had back, but it, it's almost perfection on defense. Meaning you didn't have any significant mistakes. And then, oh by the way, when you did make a mistake, and you gave them some juice and let them get in the red zone, you made them turn the ball over, and you got it back. You got it back for our offense. So that was defensively. It's that's as good of a complete and total performance as you're going to see that I have seen in a long time um, you know it, it's it's just amazing to me how this defense continues to do what it does Sheldon Day mm-hmm. I mean come on now he, he he's a good football player had a great game right before the bye and now he's out there starting at three technique and, yeah. and, and where our defense is doing what it does Troy Die getting sacks Undrafted rookie free agents and Ivan Pace mm. getting a sack and interception. I mean, yeah. it, it's amazing uh, what Flores has been able to do out of the talent that he has. Let's hear from uh, Minnesota Vikings victorious quarterback Nick Mullins, who supplanted Josh Dobbs in the second half, hit Jordan Addison for a key, key pass of about 22 yards, moved the ball down the field, and the Vikings beat the Raiders 3-0. Here's Nick. Maybe just changing it up? Or... Yeah, it was a collective effort. Um, you obviously never know when your name's going to be called, but you just prepare and work as hard as you can and just uh, trust that there's a plan out there for you. And um, so I did that, stepped in. Um, the guys did an incredible job. I mean, they had a tough day. Just if a game like that where it's up and down, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, just grinding it out as an offensive line and skill group. And I just told them, I know it's been a hard day, but just need your best. And I thought collectively uh, we were able to do that. Um, it was only a field goal, but sometimes that's all it takes. And obviously the defense was doing that the entire game. Um, so when you can match those up, um, doesn't matter what it looks like. A win is a win. And the experience maybe you've had in the past with like KJ and just familiarity. Did that come to play as that Yeah, no doubt. Um, when you get out there, spur of the moment, um, you do kind of rely on your preparation. Uh, just all the reps in camp going back to like April and OTAs and the camp and just being able to trust yourself, trust the guys around you, uh, trust the guys up front. Um, they're battling, grinding all day. Uh, we have a great group. We have a great group of men. We have a great group of players. And uh, I think we'll continue to show that on the football field. Sometimes that's just the way the game goes. Um, I thought their defense did a really good job. Um, the deep coordinator over there has done a great job. Even going back to my time in Vegas, I felt like 
pretty hard to you know what you're getting. They have great players. Um, Epps is a great player. You know, other guys on the outside, uh, and then obviously Max Crosby. So um, they're a force. I mean, they're really good. Um, but at the same time, uh, we've just been able to trust our teammates and uh, make it happen when it uh, when we needed it. You came in and got the completion right away to Hawkinson. How much confidence did that give you? Yeah, it was big. Um, sure, you could attest to ball a little bit to beginner's luck. Um, but at the same time, uh, I was just ready to play. I was excited. I was glad to start off. Uh, I think that was first play with a pass. Um, so might as well, just if you're going to go in, you might as well go in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it was fun. You know, like I said, our group is so good. Um, TJ, the time that we spent together, um, and then the receivers, the line, running backs, um, hand the ball off to CJ. Hey, I'm carried out my fake. I see 3-0. I'm like, oh, that's CJ. Let's go. You know? Uh, so it's awesome. We have a great group, like I said, and just got to continue to press forward. Oh, type of grinding out today. How good is this one for Yeah, it feels good. Obviously, there's so much room to improve just across the board. Um, but you got to enjoy it. It's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win on the road. Um, so you got to enjoy it. Um, and then long travel, some more time with their teammates to have a good time. So going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you never know what the NFL is going to give you, and so you just got to um, deal with the cards you're dealt. And obviously, that was kind of unfortunate going out through camp and the season and uh, missing extended time. It's kind of weird. I never experienced too much like that. Uh, but you just stay the course, um, and then you just cheer on your teammates as much as you can um, during that time, and then just trust that your time's going to come. Um, but like I said, it's uh, it's about the team. 3-0 win. Uh, can't be more proud. What can you say about the resiliency of this team? I mean, J.J. goes down right as he comes back. That can be an emotional blow. A lot of guys are going down offensive alignment. You got B.O. I mean, you guys kind of had to rise above a lot today. No doubt. Uh, great teams in the NFL have great depth, and I believe that we have great depth. Um, shoot, even like Brandon Powell for the past like, six weeks, nobody thought he was going to be a great receiver, and now he's plugging away for us, you know? So that's just one small instance of the depth on this football team. Um, week one every year, they tell you, uh, this 53 is not going to be the final 53. And so wherever you fall on that line, you've got to be ready. And um, across the board, our team has done a tremendous job of that this year. Can you talk to Kirk at all, especially like after a game like this? Uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to him. Um, Kirk has been a great resource, really since the day that I got here. Uh, can't say enough great things about Kirk. Um, and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about the game. Um, he has always got great insight, and uh, I love that he's just so matter-of-fact in his football beliefs, so it's always fun to hear what he has to say and take what you can get and learn from, just learn so much from him. Uh, so, yeah, I look forward to that for sure. How tough was it when Justin went down? It's a really tough thing after missing seven games. Yeah, obviously. Um, that It's unfortunate. It sucks. It's um, part of football. I obviously hope he's all right. Um, he's an incredible football player. It's an honor to be his teammate. And... Um, so when he goes down, and then uh, Brian, you got to see on his chest. You know, when he goes down, um, it's tough. It sucks, uh, blatantly honest. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the game we play, and that's why it's hard. Um, that's why toughness um, as a team is needed, and we had enough of that today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, once again, the final score, Minnesota wins 3-0, takes on Cincinnati on the road Saturday, and that's a noon boom. For Pete Bursich, I'm Paul Allen. The Vikings postgame report is a Curly Harris production. Three-zip Minnesota, they improve to 7-6. and six.